This week's episode is sponsored and brought to you by family-owned restaurant Zuki's Sports Pub and Grill. So good, you'll think your mama cooked it. Also sponsored by Marzuka Real Estate LLC, a 100% company where it's not just a business, it's a culture. Check them out, Zuki Sports Pub and Grill on Amakli Road and Marzuka Real Estate LLC, 100% commission company at the corner of Livingston and Pine Ridge Road in the Marchese Plaza. Hi, this is Deshaun with Doors Open Connect Podcast, and this is my co-host, Rick Haas, and thank you guys all for listening. We hope um, you've had a great weekend, and uh, yeah, let's dive into the meat and the potatoes. Rick, let's talk about Saturday and Sunday's Open House with Taylor and Samantha. I tell you what, those two are rock stars for new agents when it comes to open houses. They're very... They listen to everything that we've told them, and they're going above and beyond. What's Taylor doing? She's yeah. doing something pretty cool. Yeah, very, very coachable. Um, she took a couple pages out of our book, uh, where she she's giving away gift baskets and different prizes and, and things of that nature to try to, um, you know, and she's really excited. So she'll start picking up open houses on a Monday, and she'll start advertising all week long, um, trying to get as much engagement and uh, and maximize exposure to her open houses, which is exactly Open House 101 in my book, um, to try to maximize exposure and, and, and to get as much traffic through an open house as possible. And a few of those, too, that we've been doing open houses on went under contract this last week. Yes, I think. Actually, Taylor, um, if I'm, yes, she, she did one in the vineyards. And actually, she did have um, an agent, or not an agent, excuse me, a couple come through that were very interested in putting in an offer on that listing. Um, unfortunately, she was work that those buyers were um, working with another agent. However, that's not a done deal yet either. So I don't want to walk talk talk too much about that. But she did also have another interested couple. Was a mother and a daughter that were very interested, and she's uh, contacted them since. So. You put them on the, the CRM drip campaign, follow up with them, thank them for coming through the open house, and who knows, when they're ready to, to pull the trigger, she'll be right there waiting. So Yep, and they're creating maximum exposure for those listings, which is what we want. Exactly. So let's dive into our guest today. So we've been holding out on this one for a little while. Uh, today we have with us Josh Marzuko, broker and owner of Marzuko Real Estate LLC and Zuki's Sports Bar and Grill. Um, the restaurant him and his father both own. Josh is a Naples native, and he moved into the real estate world, closing millions of dollars of deals in just a short period of time and helping buyers and sellers alike until he decided to take that uh, step further in that leap and start his own brokerage almost four years ago and has grown from just a few agents to now over 70 agents. And over the last several months, it has just started to snowball and, and grow rapidly. So, hey, welcome with us, Josh. Uh, you know, Thank you for coming to the Doors Open Connect podcast and making the time. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me. Very uh, excited to be here today. Awesome. Let's dive in, man. Uh, you know, I obviously we know you, but uh, you know, tell us. You know, can you elaborate a little bit more about who you are, your background, how you grew up in Southwest Florida, and found your passion in real estate, and what made you become an agent? So you know, I was dabbling in a few different things. Um, you know, my dad and I started the bar when I was 21 years old, and we were you know, building houses on the side and also, you know, buying and renovating houses and, and flipping homes. And, you know, he used to just tell me, you know, I should get licensed, you know, you got to get licensed so we can kind of keep this in house and, you know, all to the family, keep it under one roof. So I put it off, you know, um, I put it off and put it off since like 2009, 2010. And, um, you know, that's when the market tanked. So there was a lot of good you know, deals out there for cash investors. So finally, I, you know, I just sucked it up and did it. And I, I got my, my uh, sales associate license in 2015. And just, you know, I was extremely blessed and lucky, you know, right place at the right time. It helped obviously to be a Naples native and, and growing up here and playing sports and uh, owning the bar. You know, we knew a ton of people and, um, you know, kind of just took off. You know, everyone started you know, reaching out to me to, you know, either list or, you know, help them find a home. That's awesome. So you were on a roll, even selling a mil uh, $7 million listing at one point, uh, among many others. What did, what made you uh, decide to stop being a real estate agent and just become a broker instead? So I, I don't think when I was a, a sales agent, I don't think I ever had any intentions of being a broker. And um, I was completely content with the brokerage I was at, you know, just being a sales agent. And, um, you know, I was recruiting 
you know, friends or acquaintances to also join that brokerage with me. And then that brokerage, you know, changed their, their theme overnight. They went from a hundred percent commission brokerage. Um, they bought into a franchise and then went from a hundred percent to 70, 30 split overnight. So, you know, amongst myself, a lot of other agents left and, and went to, you know, another brokerage. So I kind of felt guilty. I kind of felt bad, um, for the agents that I had recently recruited, you know, I recruited them to a hundred percent commission brokerage. And then here a month or two later, um, you know, this brokerage completely, you know, changed their mindset. So that's when I got the idea of, um, of doing my own brokerage. And, um, you know, I, I just felt like I was a people person and a lot of people already were reaching out to me for help. Um, I was taking a lot of new agents under my wing and, um, you know, I said, Hey, you know what? I think I can do this. And I, you know, just went for it. Yeah. That $7 million deal in, in Mystique. Mm-hmm. T- tell us a little bit about that deal. That was, uh, that was just probably a, uh, a once in a lifetime deal. Um, my brother and I coached a little league team for our kids. Team mom, um, asked me to help her and her investor find a, uh, boutique that they were going to open up. So I helped them secure a lease in a, in a boutique in a, in a strip mall here in Naples. And while we were in that process and, you know, meeting a few times, um, you know, I, I met the investor and the investor got to know me and, um, you know, uh, her and her husband got to know me and, uh, you know, they liked me and they had mentioned that they were looking for a beach condo. And so I said, Hey, if you're not working with an agent, you know, I'd love to help you. And they, they said they weren't. So I immediately hit the pavement running and, um, just started doing my research and, um, they were leaning, you know, towards resale and I just showed them the value and mystique and, um, and new construction. And so it ended up being the easiest sale I ever made because mystique wasn't even off the ground yet. They haven't even, hadn't even broken ground yet and their sales center was literally a trailer. And we walked into the sales center, um, Mystique's sales agent took over, you know, literally within 45 minutes, they decided on what they wanted, signed on the dotted line and boom. And that that was new construction, right? New construction, yeah, pre-construction. Yeah, those are are easy. You just bring them right to the, uh, let the, the sales office and they do all the work for you. Let the sales center take over. Yeah. The, the hardest part is waiting for that, that commission when, you know, the, yeah, yeah hap- two, two and a half years to get paid on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, but, and it's stressful because in that two and a half, it was almost three years actually in that period, a lot of things can happen. Right. Yeah. So just because they, they bought it and they put a pretty hefty down payment down doesn't mean they're going to fulfill it. Yeah. And when you're talking that, you know, that ballpark of money, they can walk away from an $800,000 deposit if the market was to crash or if something was to happen, you know, God forbid to a family member or, or whoever. Um, there was nothing guaranteed that that payment was going to come at the end of the three years. Anything could have happened. So say, uh, so to say you didn't get much sleep during those three years, no, did you? I tried not to think about it. Just <laughs> I, I, I remember some of those yeah. stressful days. Where <laughs> and they were really behind on their deadline because of Hurricane Irma. Mm. So, you know, something that was only supposed to take 18 months to get paid on ended up taking almost three years. Yeah, that's So it kind of, it was stressful. Thank it, you, Hurricane Irma. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple of deals. Irma swallowed up whole as well but uh, we won't talk about that um yeah so um hey with the many different options out there uh why did you decide 100 percent brokerage as opposed to like a split you were already kind of helping out like you said you had agents under your wing you could have maybe come up with a different formula to where you were you know um you know taking a percentage out of the deal uh, so to speak as some of these other brokers i just think that with technology and you know, with the way things are going, uh, my personal opinion is that real estate is shifting. So a, a lot of the tools um, are pretty much there for agents to use, to write contracts. Um, you know, the MLS is great now. Uh, Matrix has so many different options on it for, you know, to help an agent do their job successfully. Um, but I just, I never believed in, um, you know, someone else taking a part of another person's commission when it wasn't their client, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't their deal. If you give a lead to someone, that's a different story. But if John Smith 
you know, sales agent has his aunt or uncle from Chicago that's buying in Naples, why do I as a broker deserve 20 or 30%? You know, as a broker, it's what I signed up for mm-hmm. to, to host sales licenses under my, my um, LLC and to help them make sales. Right. So if I, you know, if I was to give someone a lead that came organically from me, you know, then that's a different story. But, you know, we stick to the 100% motto um, so agents can get ahead. I want to see sales agents get ahead because I was new at one point in time. And, um, you know, I kind of got sucked into the whole commission split thing because I didn't know any better. I wasn't educated enough. And um, I probably gave up close to $80,000 in commission my first year in real estate. And that would have been, you know, 80 versus, you know, 160,000. Um, that, that would have been, a, you know, a nice little jump start to get going. Right. I was busy right off the bat, thank God. And, you know, I was, I was lucky and blessed, but, um, you know, I just, it's when you have to pay taxes on top of it and then there's other fees associated, um, you know, it's just not something I, I think is right. right. So I, I've been against it. I recruit against it. And, um, you know, I stand pretty firm on that. Yeah, I agree. Because I remember in the beginning, I think you were you were kind of mentoring under somebody, but you were getting all the deals. I think a lot of the deal flow you had was uh, coming through the restaurant itself, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, all my my first like thirteen transactions came from like Zoki's customers from right from the sports bar. Yep. So like twenty fifteen, even ten years ago, one hundred percent brokerages weren't really that much of a thing. Do you think people kind of join these commission split companies because that's just kind of what they fell into. Like 20 years ago, there was really no hundred percent brokerages. It right. was all s- some kind of uh, commission split. Do you think they're just, they think that's like the standard. That's why they join those. Yeah. I mean, even, even, uh, today, like I'll, I'll talk to, um, when I go to these big broker conferences around the country, I'll talk to brokers from other parts of the country and they can't believe our motto or even, you know, just regular business people. I could be on an airplane and I, you know, I get to talk and, with you know someone I'm sitting next to and I explain our business motto and and they are kind of blown away by it because in in other parts of the country the, even the hundred percent uh, commission brokerage is not even a thing it's yeah. at a minimum eighty twenty um, so it's still you know pretty new but yeah that that is the standard that that was kind of like the norm um, everyone just assumed that the broker gets a piece of the pie right and um, sometimes with those bigger brokerages that have you know two, three, four, five, six hundred agents, they offer all these, these trainings and stuff like that with commission split. And sometimes they don't get around to do those trainings. Oh, right. Um, you know, so that's, um, something we see in your brokerage where you're, you kind of do all those trainings and stuff like that. Whereas opposed to a lot of those bigger brokerages, they say they're going to do those trainings, but they don't necessarily get around to it. It's almost other agents doing those trainings for them. Right. Type of thing. And I would think, you know, just to kind of, I mean, you are assuming a lot of the responsibility, right? Because as it being your brokerage, um, there's liability there when it comes to having a bunch of uh, agents underneath of you that that could actually, you know, cause legal issues. Um, you know that you. I, I don't know. You don't. You still don't. You still don't think it's fair to charge some sort of a. I can see where they, because I can see where a brokerage comes from with a liability issue, you know, they stand firm on taking 20 to 30% um, in case they get sued or, you know, in case a, a, a lawsuit's filed against them. I can see where they're coming from. Right. Um, but I just think um, if you want to stay, if I want to be competitive as a brokerage moving forward, I didn't do this to be a fly-by-night, get-rich-quick thing. I want to do it, set it up for my kids to become the broker, you know, 20 years from now mm-hmm. and have it be a, a long-standing business. And I think that the real estate market and brokerages are eventually all going to shift into the hundred percent. Um, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of broker owners, um, you know, an individual agent that becomes his, his own broker and works out of their home or works out of a, a 200 square foot office. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a, a lot of that because, you know, agents are smartening up. They are realizing how good their CRMs and their lead generation systems are. And, you know, they're noticing that they don't have to give the broker 20, 30, 40%. Right. So, and that's where I see the game going. And that's why I, you know, am going to stick to the 100%. 
Um, you know, if you're on top of your, if you're on top of your agents, if you're on top of your, your contracts, um, you know, you know, you're doing ethics training, um, you know, granted every once in a while, something's going to slip through the cracks, but if you're on top of your game, you know, you, you shouldn't have to worry too much about your liability and, and getting sued. Right. You know, there's, there's always the out, you know, the outliers, you know, where something's out of your control that happens, but you know, I, I firmly believe, you know, stick to a hundred percent, have, you know, have a good attorney on your side and, and, you know, kind of cover your ass. Gotcha. And I, I truly believe it's shifting that way too. Over the last five years, we're seeing a lot of companies switch over to the hundred percent model. A lot of companies starting up with the hundred percent model. So what would you say, uh, defines the culture over at Marzuka real estate? Um, we're just laid back. You know, we, we, um, very casual, you know, we get serious when we need to, um, when we have, you know, we know when clients are coming to the office, you know, we get our work done. Um, but I would say, you know, we're, we're laid back, we're, we're trendy, um, we're techie, you know, we're, we're up to date with, the, you know, the newest technology out, the newest software out. Um, we're running the, the KV core software and, um, you know, I just think that we're, ultra competitive in, in our area as far as the brokerage. Um, I think we're, you know, we're, we're starting to, you know, to make a name for ourselves. We're, you know, we're like that, that younger trendy, you know, fun brokerage. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, we get our shit done. We're, we're in there working our butts off every day. Um, I, I would put our brokerage up against anyone in Florida as to having the most agents in the office every day and the most hands-on people in office every day um, yeah. and everyone helping each other. Yeah. There's some, there's some brokerage offices. I'm not going to name names, but there's some brokerage offices that I drive by in the morning heading to work. Um, and I see there's never any cars in the parking lot. And right. I'm like, is that just a, do they ever turn the lights on there at least once a month or what's going on? Yeah. Like that's how, that's the norm. That's how it's been. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, excuse me, work from their home or, you know, when it's not COVID season or in <laughs> Starbucks or, you know, they, they don't even have an office to go to. There's a lot of, um, not a lot, but there's a few um, cloud-based brokerages where they don't even have a physical office address. And I don't, you know, I like the cloud. I like that structure. And that's a long-term goal of mine um, for expanding, you know, out of Naples. But I will always firmly believe in the physical you know, building to go to mm -hmm. and it helps when other agents are in the office, everyone feeds off each other's energy and, um, helps each other with ideas. You know, everyone's so helpful in our office. Um, and you know, they feed off of each other. They feed off of that. Everyone promotes each other. Everyone, you know, congratulates the other person. So that helps. Um, and you know, if you have questions, you, you know, the agents can always text or call me, but you know, there's 10 other people in the office every day that they can get ideas from besides myself. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm never one to think that I'm better than anyone else or no more than everyone else. Like this is a learning process every day. Mm -hmm. So I learn something new every day when it comes to real estate. Um, so who knows, like, and every deal is different. So we could have 10 or 15 other agents in the office that, you know, overhear another agent asking a question and they can put in their two cents and be like, well, this happened to me. So you want to watch out for that. So yeah. it's just, you know, we're, we're just doing things different. And especially in the day and age of the internet and technology, I mean, real estate, you can literally work from home. I mean, I yeah. was up in Tennessee over the weekend and I brought my computer and I was able to work and write my contracts and do my stuff. Um, but there's just something about going to a physical office where every time I go, no matter how much I think I know, I always learn something new. Um, even if I don't have much work to do, if I sent out all my emails right when I woke up in the morning, um, I'm still more productive going into an office than sitting at home because it's very distracting. I have two clicks away and I'm on Netflix, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <laughs> it gets very yeah. distracting when you're like, ah, you know, maybe I'll just uh, watch Netflix until this email comes in. Then you find yourself binge watching 10 episodes of a show and then you're like, oh man, I got nothing done today. Yeah, and I... I I agree with that. I, I even at home, I I just renovated my my room, kind of turned it into office space, put a desk and a chair in there, thinking you know I'm going to be able to focus and get things done at home. And sometimes yes, but I also see the temptation that big 55 inch TV sitting over there, and it's like 
Uh, you know, and, and I want to come in, and like he said, to feed off the energy, it's getting to the old-fashioned brick and mortar, coming in there, um, hearing about people's success stories, deal flow. I think, what well, we had like three or four closings yesterday, and just to get that positive energy and, that, and those vibes. Um, sometimes, I, you know, you got to run and hide in the back office, so you can, you can really get things done, but for the most part, um, it's good energy, it's good people, and as Josh mentioned, uh, kind of tying into the culture, what separates uh, uh, Marzuka Real Estate from other 100% companies is, is um, everybody willing to help each other uh, and work together and c come up with creative uh, ideas and content, and nobody's asking to take a split of anything. You and know? I truly believe it's the camaraderie too, because I've yeah. made a bunch of new friends and reconnected with some old friends like, like Jess Morris. Um, Went to high school with her, you know, but kind of fell out of touch for a while. And then all of a sudden right. I'm working at the same brokerage as her. And it's cool. We're, we're reconnected as friends and things like that. So it's it's uh, the camar camaraderie thing, too, I, I believe. Definitely. Yeah, we'll get back to uh, the real estate in a minute. But I want to take some time to mention Zookie's um, Sports Bar and Grill and, and what you and your dad have built over the years. And can you, can you kind of tell us a little bit about how Zookie's came to be and, and a little bit more about it? So, I mean, obviously the name came from our last name, Marzuko. Right. Um, people call my grandfather uh, Zook or Zookie as a nickname. And my dad and my grandfather had a Zookie's in Pennsylvania in the late 70s, early 80s. And um, the town that they're from kind of died out. You know, it was a big industry town and booming in the 40s, 50s, 60s, early 70s. Um, and then it kind of industry left. A lot of plants closed down. Um, and they were just kind of looking for new opportunities. So my, my parents moved to Naples in 86 and my dad got into construction and painting and, and landscaping with his brothers. And, um, he always said he was going to open another bar one day. Well, you know, he was building houses and obviously the market crashed 07, 08. And, um, we found, you know, thought it was a good time, um, to do another bar. And we found a, a good spot in North Naples and, um, you know, opened it and never looked back. You know, it's a lot of work. You know, we put, you know, he's there seven days a week. He's there every day. Um, when we first opened, I, up until getting my real estate license, I was there five, six, seven days a week as well. So the bar business is a tough business. That's kind of um, what made me lean more towards real estate um, because you're, you're, the bar consumes all of your time and all of your energy yeah. and um, you have to be there if you want it to be, if it's a family owned place, you have to be there. Right. If it's not corporate, you got to be there 24 yeah. seven. Um, so that's why the real estate life was more appealing to me because I have two kids and um, you know, I don't, ha I didn't have to be at a, at a bar from 4 PM till, you know, 2 AM every night. Yeah. So, and you can still, you know, and I still do a lot with Zookies. I still do the accounting. I still do all the book work and uh, the payroll and stuff like that. I'm not physically there as much anymore, but, um, you know, it's it's pretty much runs itself now, you know, with with the help of my dad being there every night, just managing and, and running the show. And you guys are well established. You guys have been there for a while. Yeah, we had two um, built out a, another location on Airport Road and had that for about three years. And um Someone made my, my father an offer on it, and he just sold it. Offer he couldn't refuse, huh? Right, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was tough doing – I mean, it's hard doing one. It was really tough doing two. I can imagine. Because we're, we're so hands-on. Right. And, um, you know, we didn't have – so you think about it. We've had it for almost 13 years, never had a manager. Hmm. So we've never had a kitchen manager, never had a floor manager, anything like that. Um, we've done always done everything ourselves. Which is – yeah, you can't uh, – that's not – it's good, but it's not scalable. I guess you, would, you yeah. definitely got to have. But I understand the hospitality aspect in the restaurant management world. It's a it's a grind every day. Um, but it says a lot that you know most places here in Naples is pretty fatty, right? They come, they open up, they're here for six months. They they're either made or broken in season, and then uh, you see a lot of them go away. So it says a lot that it's it's been around for 13 years and and continuing. And you guys obviously have a um, a base of, of customers and regulars that show up every day to, to help support. Um, how's it, how's it been now that the uh, pandemic, you know, it's not, it, it wasn't great, you know, just like anyone else, we didn't, you know, experience anything that you, no other restaurants experience. 
Um, it was definitely tough, um, but, you know, we got through it. I would say another month or so, um, as long as this, you know, people don't freak out again about this little, you know, the second wave coming. But, you know, we did a lot of takeout. Um, then we went to 25%. Uh, then we went to 50 And um, so, you know, now we're pretty much full-blown open. And um, it's coming back slowly but surely. That's good. So let's uh, let's get back to real estate here. Um, I know your goal by the end of the year is to have 100 agents at the end of 2020, which I truly believe you're going to pass over 100 agents um, just by how many agents you've been adding on in just the last few months. Where do you see the brokerage in about five to 10 years? In five to 10 years, um, you know, I just want to you know, continue that steady pace of growing. Um, I really want to hone in on, um, you know, fine-tuning our, our lead generation platform and uh, really create a sh- out of whatever, however many agents we have, because, you know, you can have 500 agents, but you could have 150 of them that are truly active agents. Um, so we want to take, you know, moving forward, and this has been our plan, you know, for a while now, is really hone in on on taking the really active agents and creating like a finely tuned machine, you know, a lead generation machine um, because we're competing against big technology. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but um, Amazon bought into Realology. Well, Realology is the largest owner of, of real estate holdings in the world. So, you know, you know, Jeff Bezos is no dummy. He's gonna, he wants to have his hand in everything. So, you know, moving forward, technology is just gonna get better. It's going to be easier for people to buy a house um, at the palm of their hands. Um, so we have to keep up with that. And um, and if it's keeping up with the platforms and the softwares, then so be it. That's what we have to do. Um, but I just want to, you know, keep growing. I want to expand. Um, I've been talking to people in Tampa, an agent in Tampa that's getting their broker's license. I've been talking to an agent in Miami that's getting their broker's license. So what I would do is just, you know, slowly expand into other markets um, you know, make someone, um, like a managing broker of that, of that location and, um, and just always keep our motto hundred dollars a month, hundred, hundred percent commission, hundred dollar transaction fee. Now, is there like a cap for each, each location of agents? Because I, I know some of those that go, you know, five, 600, it's, it's hard to manage and work and train that many agents right. all the time. You know, it's, and then again, you, you can say there's a cap. But like I said before, if you have five or 600 agents, you know, rule of thumb, only 20 to 25% are always going to be active. Mm -hmm. So you can still manage it. Um, You know, you just have to, you you just have to have the right team behind you. Um, You know, even at, we're at, you know, almost 80 agents now. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard at times because we, I feel like we have a lot of active agents of the 80 um, because we're so hands-on as a brokerage and, and, you know, agents want to be involved and they want to do things, but you just have to have the right team behind you. You know, thank God we have Catalina. Um, you know, she's a major asset to us and, um, you know, I have a lot of, uh, team leader agents, you know, the names on our, on our sign. Um, so that's, you know, a major asset to the company. Um, but I think we'll be fine. Um, I also want to, like I said before, I want to, uh, transition into our own cloud. So have our KV core, our app files, everything in our own cloud for our, for our brokerage only. So if you are an agent in another city, um, you know, you can always log into that cloud and and get any answers you need or, or still be in contact with everyone from, from your cell phone or from your laptop. So I got a quick, quick follow-up question to that. Have you ever thought about expanding outside of Florida? Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, but we gotta. If you if you were to pick one state next other than Florida, what would it be? One state next. I've been super interested in uh, Nashville. Okay, so, so Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I grew up vacationing with my family in a lot at, in Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I, you know, I know you were just there, um, but recently was in Nashville. And I was very intrigued by Nashville. It's just a, yeah, it's a booming town. Um, I think 110 people a day are moving to Nashville, and um, you know, I just, I just liked it. Yeah, so. Nashville is a fun city. It's, 
it's one of the only cities that I've ever been to where instead of a when you go down the main strip, instead of a DJ at every single bar, it's a live band at every bar. Right. And you, you never see that anymore. No. And you never know who the next star is going to be. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I was actually blown away by that, too. I was, I've only been there once and spent, you know, four or five days there. Um, but it, it's not even Broadway, you know, that attracts people. It's um, a lot of big corporations are moving their headquarters there. Um, you know, the weather's wonderful. You know, it has a, a little bit of a cold snap and snow for a few months but that's pretty rare um, yeah and you know it's just a it's just a happening place i remember walking into one of those bars and there's this band uh covering a backstreet boys song and i just found myself dancing to it and singing it and i'm like yeah. what am i doing i'm 30 years old singing this backstreet boys song but <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, funny you brought up uh you brought up a really good point earlier and i, I want to uh, touch on that a little bit more which is um, you know, with Zillow and these companies like Jeff Bezos and Amazon, as you had mentioned, uh, buying into Rheology, how, I know they're all trying to do away in some aspect or another with the real estate agent, but how can you take the human uh, aspect of it and the relationships that, uh, an, you know, uh, an adverse real estate agent with, you know, with experience can bring to somebody in a transaction deal? I mean, I feel like they're trying to make everybody their own experts, I think, maybe in a way. Right. Um, but still, uh, having said that, how do you, how do you remove? How do you think they're trying to remove the real estate agent from from their platforms by just doing it directly through Zillow? Or? You know, that's a good question. That's something I lose sleep about at night, and I just don't think um, I don't think they're ever gonna successfully fully remove the physical agent out of the picture right um you know it, this is a relationship based business but not only that buying a home is someone it's it's not like buying you know a trek bicycle on amazon mm -hmm. you know this is a super serious the biggest purchase of their life right so so what do people do when they're not sure about something they ask for for guidance and support um you know, whether or not these websites bring on, you know, like LegalZoom. So people thought LegalZoom was going to deplete attorneys forever. Right. You know, when that first came out, you know, a lot of attorneys were probably like, holy shit, you know, this is going to put us out of business. Mm -hmm. Didn't happen. People still use LegalZoom, um, but you're never going to take, I don't, you never want to say never, but it's going to be extremely hard to take the physical, you know, the physical communication, um, you know, of, you know, person to person out of the equation. Right. Uh, I feel like they're always going to reach out for help. And, you know, we live in a, an extremely high net worth area of the country. And, you know, we have the middle class part that some of those people, um, you know, are willing to do their own open houses and do for sale by owners, but they usually quickly realize how much of a headache it is. Mm -hmm. But you, you go into the wealthier parts of Naples, those people aren't doing for sale <laughs> by owners. They don't want to be bothered of it because those guys are running big corporations. Right. Um, and, you know, or the, or the wives are, you know, corporate attorneys and, you know, they don't, they don't have time to be messing with that. So maybe in urban areas, big cities, um, you know, quick apartment deals or rental deals um, can all, they're obviously already happening, can be done on the platforms, you know, like Zillow, Realtor.com without having an agent involved. But anything with any significant price or, and people, when people are fearful of losing a deposit or having to, getting sued, a seller getting sued for whatever reason, they ask for guidance, mm -hmm. whether it's from an attorney or a real estate agent. And, you know, luckily, most of the time in our business, it's from a real estate, you know, agent. Because in Florida, you don't need an attorney right. uh, to, to represent you in a real estate transaction. A lot of other states, you do. Got it. So we're fortunate, you know, to have that here in Florida. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just assume that I'm a, a new prospective real estate agent and I'm, I'm coming into your brokerage and meeting with you to sit down with you and discuss um, your brokerage and what it what it would you know what what advice would you give me as a new agent and if I'm out shopping around brokerage what would you what would you tell me so you know first thing I would say is don't get hustled into to giving up your commission you know um, 
you know, next thing I'd say, don't get, you know, don't get sold on a brokerage is going to give you leads. Um, and you don't want to ever depend on someone else's leads. You know, you don't want to, you don't want someone to, to dictate your career. So you don't ever want to come into the business, you know, wondering what someone else can do for you. Um, you know, I would say definitely join a hundred percent commission brokerage, but do your research on that brokerage. Um, you know, see if the broker's actually there in the office every day and how, you know, responsive they are to helping you, um, and to helping the agents and training. And they're not just relying on an office manager or managing broker. Um, or even if they have a managing broker, you know, how accessible is that managing broker? Because as a new agent, you don't know anything. Right. Um, and you know, you're going to need help. And if you go in, not in our brokerage, but if you go to other brokerages, even if they're a hundred percent and, um, you know, the kind of the thing is if you join a hundred percent brokerage, you know, they're not that popular right now, but most of them, once you join, you're kind of just thrown to the wolves You're on your own. You're on your own. They think, well, I'm not taking part of your commission, figure it out. Right. Then you're stuck asking other agents for help. And then that other agents holding out their hand for, you know, 25, 30% of your commission, mm -hmm. you know, to, to help you write a contract for 30 minutes. Mm. I can write a contract in my sleep. Right. I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, after I've done thousands of them and I've helped, you know, I've helped agents on thousands of them. So it, you know, that's my promise as a broker, um, you know, to our agents. And when you join, I'm accessible 24 hours a day. I'm getting anxiety just looking at my phone over there being on airplane mode <laughs> because <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if agents are reaching out to me right now. Right. Cause I, I know if they're asking me a question, that means someone's asking them a question and right. they don't know it. And, um, uh, real estate is urgent, right? You have to have a sense of urgency. And I learned that from my dad in the, in the restaurant business, he was firing, uh, bartenders and servers, back to back all the time. And, you know, he, he would always use the term, they have no sense of urgency. Like people want quick results mm -hmm. and technology is so good now that they can get quick results. And if I have an agent that's not responding to one of their customers right away, let me tell you what, they're going to find a Zillow agent within three clicks of the button right? or mm -hmm. another agent in Southwest Florida that's going to help them out. Right. So when my agents text me, call me, I, I don't care what time it is. I, I'm up at 445 every day. I go to bed at midnight. Right. So I answer my phone, I get back to them, um, you know, I help. I mean, that's just what we're here for. That's why I got my broker's license. That's why I opened the brokerage. And what would you tell agents about um, marketing, how, how to market themselves? And um... Well, see, the, 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 it's hard for new agents because, you know, a lot of new agents left a job to get their real estate license. And um, so most of the time they're coming into this with no money in their pocket. You know, they might have a little bit of a savings, but you're, you don't have, you don't have a hundred thousand dollar marketing budget. Right. So the best thing you can do right off the bat is use social media to your advantage. It's free, you know, uh, do an Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and literally blow up social media every single day. Um, and then, you know, you might get a closing, you, you get a few bucks in your pocket, then you can, you know, venture into other, other things. Um, but I would use technology um, to the advantage 100% in the beginning. Um, and then, you know, when you have softwares and stuff like we do, then you can put marketing dollars toward campaigns and, and sponsored ads and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we have uh, uh, Jorvi Noessi and, and Jess Morris over at Marzuko never paid for a lead in their life. You know, completely 100% organic and from social media. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have, we have, you know, quite a few agents that are doing that. And then the cult going back and touching on the culture again, is that everybody, like you said, celebrates each other's success and they're right. to help each other out. But uh, a lot of the agents, um, which I haven't seen in a lot of brokerages, they tag, um, each other and they, it's what we do the listings and, and try to get as much exposure as possible. So it might not even be my listing. Um, yet I'm. It, it, it appeals that way, or at least I'm engaging in some sort of real estate activity on social media across platforms, and, and it's, it's easier for people to associate me with the real estate right. uh, as a real estate agent. Um, and I, if I was a new agent, I would go to the busiest, whether you're with Marzuko or whoever, go to the busiest agent in the brokerage and say, hey, can I promote your listings? Right. And um, if they say no, then 
they shouldn't have a real estate license. Yeah. But um, they're going to say yes. They're going to want you to promote their listings because if you bring them a buyer, it's a win-win situation. Right, free marketing. Right, and you look good as an agent, you know, posting all these listings every day to the outside world looking in. They're going to say, holy, you know, holy crap, look how busy Deshaun is. You know, he's he's got a $600,000 listing here. He's got a $300,000 listing there. He must be killing it. And people like to do business with people that they think know what they're doing and are busy at what they're doing. Um, you know, you're not going to, if you're going to go invest a million bucks, you know, you're going to go look for the best financial advisor you can find right. and the best recommendations you can find about that person. You're not going to go, you know, uh, you're not going to go on Google and find some young guy that just got, just took his series six or series seven and just became a financial advisor. You're going to want to know his portfolio. You're going to know what he's done. Right. So, you know, experience does help, but when you're new, you don't have any experience. So you have to, you have to be proactive and promote, promote, promote and sell yourself until you can get some steam rolling. Right. So you talked about this a little bit before. What kind of CRMs do you use and what kind of trainings do you offer at your brokerage? So we have KV Core and um, KV Core is, you know, a monster built into one platform. Uh, it's a CRM, it's lead gen, squeeze pages, landing pages, um, Google ads, Facebook. Um, but as far as a CRM, it's, it's just ran through KV Core. So you can do drip campaigns, email campaigns. You can, um, you know, text message, you know, you know, if your people gave you their phone number, you can't solicit, I'll repeat, you cannot solicit <laughs> phone numbers in, in a spam text message, but you can absolutely, you know, send automated messages to people that are already your customers and that, you know, offered to give it to you. Yeah. So we have, you know, a really cool CRM. And do you guys do like company meetings and all kinds of trainings and stuff like that? Once a week. So every Friday, um, this Friday we're doing... Um, an app files training every Friday at noon we do it and if that needs to change we kind of you know we get a consensus from everyone and if it needs to be on a better day but we do something every week we you know provide lunch we usually have a guest speaker come in that provides lunch um, and even if the training only lasts 10 minutes it just gets everyone together and we just you know we have a good time play some cornhole um, like I said, we always get our work done and then we, you know, we, we manage to have a little fun in the process. And that's something that's kind of rare in hundred percent brokerages where it's like you said, and, and a lot of hundred percent brokerages, they just kind of throw you to the wolves. They don't have these meetings. They don't do trainings. Right. Um, and I can't think of another hundred percent brokerage that actually has a high powered CRM like KV core. Um, they'll tell you to go get something like that. Um, which for yourself as an agent, if you're going to get it individually, you're talking about four or five, six hundred bucks yourself without even putting money into advertising. Right. Um, and that's kind of what a lot of 100% brokerages do. They'll say, oh, yeah, go check out this platform. And you're like, oh, that sounds like a very cool idea. And then you check how much it is. And you're like, holy cow, it's 500 bucks a month. Right. So <laughs> that's we, crazy. We only charge $50 a month. And not only does it include everything I just listed, it, it gives you your own personalized website for that 50. So you know, that's $600 a year. An agent can do one small rental lead out of KV core and it pays for itself. Mm. And so do you do some kind of round Robin? We do. So if you do, if you pay that $50 a month, you get your website, you get your CRM, you get everything included within KV core. You can, you can, you can get KV core and, and play with it for six months. And I guarantee you won't use every tool that KV core hosts. Um, but if you pay the $50 a month, you then go into our lead gen pool, into our round robin. Um, and as a brokerage, we per, you know put marketing dollars behind Google ads, behind squeeze pages, landing pages. And it's completely fair, computer generated, goes into the round robin, um, you know, completely sets an agent up for success. Um, and KV Core has one of the highest conversion rates out of any other platform that we, that we researched. And do you tell, do you tell agents, um, cause there's a lot of agents out there that will, that will think, you know, they need to rely on one source in real estate. Maybe they only rely on open houses or they only rely on the CRM. What do you, what do you tell agents when they, when they tell, you know, they're, they're having trouble in real estate, um, because maybe their CRM is not working for them the way they want it to right. or something like that. Um, just like anything, I say, you gotta be diversified. You know, you can't focus on one thing because this 
this business is not guaranteed. You can't just focus on buyers because one week you might have three buyers, the next week you might have zero. And you could have, you know, four sellers knocking on your door. And when I hear agents from other brokerages talking like that, you know, I only focus on this area, I only focus on that, I farm this area, or um, I'm putting all my money into, um, you know, Zillow ads or, or whatever. And I'm like, you know, by all means, go ahead. But I, you know, I wouldn't do that way. I'm open to everything. You got to be diversified. Yeah. Um, you know, some of your, your, uh, your wealthiest people in the world don't just focus on one thing. They have their hands in, in a bunch of different things. Yeah. It's usually what, like seven streams of income. Right. Average millionaire. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so in real estate, you don't know what's coming one day or the next. You can never predict it. Um, yeah. Like I tell our agents, you could be waiting on a $50,000 commission check, you know, have that shit spent in your head and, you know, you got new wheels picked out for your car already. I mean, you have 50% of that check spent and then boom, um, inspection comes back bad and uh, seller or buyer walks, you know, so you just don't know. Yeah. So you got to have things lined up. You got to be, you got to be ready, you know, prepare for the worst, expect the best. Or and you walk into a, a commercial deal where you think you're going to get 40 grand and then all of a sudden you go on a trip to Europe and you come back and, <laughs> and uh, it turns out that nothing's until getting the, paid until the permits are, until, until the permits are pulled. <laughs> and that, that was another thing we, uh, we talked about last week with uh, Daniel Larson is, you know, every real estate agent has their niche. You can't just, you can't just do one thing and say, oh, man, real estate doesn't work for me. Maybe you might be great at cold calling. You might be great at open houses. Right. You might be great at marketing yourself with a CRM. You might, you know, Instagram might, might be the thing that helps you out in real estate. And something I've always told a lot of agents um, that ask me questions about, you know, how did you get your start? How, how have you been successful? All this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, honestly, I've tried a little bit of everything until I really found my niche. For me, it's open houses. I love doing open houses. But I've talked to other agents that were like, had a bad experience with open houses and I just, I don't want to do them. And it's like, well, what, what did you do in your open house that caused that bad experience? Did you not market it right? Did you not, um, you know, there's, there's multiple things that come to, to that. Like cold calls is your, is your scripts. How are you doing your scripts? Are you just calling them saying, Hey, please list with me. I'm very nervous. Right. You know, how are, how are you doing these things? There's, there's correct ways of doing things. Right. Um, but I've always told agents, you know, you got to try a little bit of everything, you know, before you just say, oh, real estate's, you know, not for me. And a, and a lot fun. of it is, and we, I think we've said this in almost every one of our 18 episodes, but getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Real estate is a hands-on, uh, it's a hands-on thing. So there's a lot of agents that just get stuck in the learning. And, you know, even if it's not 100% brokerage and you go to another, um, you know, big box brand kind of a brokerage, um, it, and they'll just teach you and teach you and teach you and teach you. And it's kind of like, well, you can be you can go to attend all the seminars and all the trainings and all the programs but nothing is like the real thing the real experience you know yeah. so um actually getting out there doing the open house or making the the cold calls and making your adjustments and and um and finding you know your groove uh, essentially is you have to go out and you have to actually do these things you can't sit back and just you know try it once it was uncomfortable and then um uh, it's a well, real estate's a numbers game. You know, it's all about numbers. It's a hundred cold calls, one lead. You know, um, now you know your—I forget what they call it—but uh, your conversion rate, basically, for every hundred calls, you get one lead. Well, you change your script up until you get—you know—for every hundred calls, you're getting five leads, or for every open house that you do, um, maybe it takes ten to get a—you know—to to work with a buyer. Or not usually, it's not even that many. You know, I mean, actually, if you've done 10 open houses and you haven't at least secured, you know, three or four good leads, then um, I guess that should be a concern. But it's, again, figure it, trial and error, figure out what works for you. And um, mm -hmm. and it's a numbers game. And yeah, it goes you're going to be good. You're going to be good at you're always going to be better at something than, you know, something else. But um, I, I particularly liked working with buyers when I was actively selling, um, you know, I'd. I had a lot of listings, but I enjoyed working with buyers more. And you have to take whatever you're, that's thrown your way, but you got to exceed at what you're good at. And that's what helps you get your jump start. Right. And once you get your jump start and you put a little, you know, a little bit of money in your pocket, then you can explore other options. Yeah. And that's when I say that's when you can really diversify yourself. And there's, there's some agents I talk to where they're like farming. Farming's my, 
my my thing right. i have great marketing material and i do great at farming and there's other agents i talk to and they're like they're successful at cold calling but they're like i've never done farming in my life so right it's like what works for you stick with it and kill it at that you know you don't have to you don't have to do everything you don't have to farm do open houses do cold calls you don't have to do everything at once but at least try everything and figure out what your niche is right, and then right. capitalize on it well each one had to figure it out for themselves right the, the farm the farming agent they had to do something multiple times before they got into that neighborhood um until it ultimately works and, and the cold callers same thing i mean maybe the, that's that's just that's the point is and and people have to remember when you're when you're a real estate agent you're the owner of your own business mm -hmm. it's not it's not like a and that's where a lot of people kind of mess up when they come from regular you know not nine to five jobs where you're getting paid weekly they think you jump into real estate and it's like boom you get leads you you make millions of dollars and you retire off on a yacht in five years like it's it's tough work it's not like like josh said you know you never know when the next deal is coming you might wake up one day and i've had it happen to me before i've woken up one day like man where's my next deal coming like it's been it's been a month since i had a closing and all of a sudden i get a message on instagram or facebook saying hey my my cousin needs to look for a house or my aunt needs to look for a house and it's like oh i'm I'm getting ready to go back on the bowl again, as we say. As we say. <laughs> so, jumping into the next topic. Full disclaimer, um, Josh, you, you, nor you or any other brokerage has ownership in Doors Open Connect, correct? Correct. That is um, absolutely correct. So, having said that, how do you feel about agents collaborating and working together from different brokerages to, to achieve the... Uh, ultimately the same goal, which is to get more deals done and, and get paid. And how has it helped you and your agents so far? I think it's amazing. Um, I'm, you know, as I said before, I'm 1000% on board with DOC. Um, you know, I think it's an incredible idea. I think it's growing, you know, it's, it's helping our agents. It's helping agents from other brokerages. Um, I'm all about collaborating. And, you know, I, I think it's funny when, when you are doing you know co-brokes with other with other companies and how you know turned off they are with working with agents and i think that's a you know needs to be a thing of the past and right. um y you know you you only grow if other people are growing too so there's no reason to put anyone else down there's no reason not to help anyone there's no reason that people you know can't you know work together and, and get better together um yeah. so i'm you know, like I said, I'm a thousand percent on board. I think it's, I think it's the best idea since sliced bread. So, <laughs> um, it's, you know, in the real estate world, it's, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a no brainer. Yeah. And um, good. No, it's just, you, you have your busy agents and you have new agents. Everyone can benefit from it and everyone in between. Right. So you can just have that steady agent that likes to keep to themselves and, and maybe not, uh, maybe doesn't want to, Put their open houses on doc but maybe they need help six days a week you know opening doors for uh appraisers and and um you know inspectors and stuff like that so or showings whatever it may be so it's just a win-win situation and speaking of numbers as we've said on a few podcasts before 90 percent of the time it's an outside agent from another brokerage that's bringing you a buyer if yeah. you have a listing or exactly um things like that so it's like if if you only relied on that 10% in your brokerage, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'd probably be out of a job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Andre is, uh, or Andre is, is taking full advantage of this thing. All of his deals have actually come through the connections made on the, on the platform. And I think he's about to, to close again, man. This guy is unstoppable right now. And yeah, and he's an animal and it's given agents like, um, you know, Taylor, she's brand new. She just came in and, and joined and, and she sat, um, like I said, she sat that open house in the vineyards over the weekend and, um, they've had a lot of interest, uh, you know, walking through that open house. And um, I know Amy's working with some, Emron is working with some. Um, it's been it's been great. You know, we had a Keller Williams agent um, not last week, but the week before. She she got covered in under five minutes, I think, uh, in Fort Myers. So it's growing, but it's definitely bringing people um, bringing people together. You know, and some of them have, have maintained uh, friendships and and professional relationships like Andre and, and Trinity from the Pinnacle Realty Group. So, um, you know, they're, I see them, they're, they're great, they're great friends now, you know, so. Yeah. Um, and I got, I got one quick question before we wrap it up today. Um, it, it goes back to one of the questions from earlier. Um, so 
when you become a broker in another state, let's say here in Florida, of course, you have to be a real estate agent for two years before you can go for your broker's license. Now, if you're already a broker here in Florida, how does that work? Let's say you said you were talking about Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So does that mean you have to go and become an agent for two years in Tennessee and then take your broker? Or is there some kind of... Every state is different. So every state has different requirements. I have not looked into the requirements for Tennessee. Yeah, that's just been a a long-term goal of mine. But I would assume most of the time, if I'm already a broker... um, You can kind of bypass that. Kind of bypass a little bit. You'd still have to go and take their state exam whether or not I would have to do a full 70 hours or 80 hours or 60 hours, whatever they require. Um, I don't know if they would require me to do that because even as an agent, you know, from state to state, you can just go sit for the state exam. Yeah. So, but every state is different. So, um, you know, I would have to look into that further, you know, to know the exact, you know, concrete number. But um, I think in a lot of cases you can bypass all of the, the schooling hours and you can just sit for the for the exam yeah probably just be easier to to you know uh, team up with a broker uh, right and and, uh, and that's yeah. what i would do i don't think i would if i was to expand into the other states i think i would you know try to research and recruit um you know brokers like myself that are looking to be entrepreneurs and, and do something different on their own um and kind of help them get started you know finance a build out and and um and go from there and, you know, show them our motto and our, our outline and our business plan and, um, and help them get, you know, going in that regard and just, you know, work out a, um, a split with them. Mm. Very cool. Well, Josh, this has been an absolute pleasure. Hey man, we're, we're, uh, obviously, uh, biased, but we're cheering you on, um, and wishing you nothing but continued success. And we're looking forward to growing with you as your company grows as well. Uh, and also implementing the the DOC and expanding beyond. Who knows how far we can go? But uh, in the meantime, man, go ahead and plug your business, whether it's for you know for Zookies and and for uh, Josh Marzuko. Yeah, so you can uh, find us on Instagram at Marzuko Real Estate LLC. Um, you can find my personal Instagram, which I do do you know a lot of the company on uh, Josh underscore Marzuko, uh, MarzukoRealEstate.com, Facebook, you know just. Marzuka Real Estate, Zookies is ZookiesSportsPub.com. Um, you know we're we're on all the big takeout websites, Bite Squad, Uber Eats, and stuff like that. I know you know some people are still a little afraid to come out, so the food you know can be brought right to you. Um, but yeah, just look for us on social media. As you know, from Marzuka Real Estate, we're trying to we're trying to take over that game. That's right, build an empire. What's yeah. your What's your favorite recommendation on the Zookies menu? Oh shoot, Buffalo. I'd say the buffalo melt. All right, I'm getting it today. Yeah, boneless, <laughs> boneless buffalo chicken tenders uh, tossed in buffalo sauce, and then we put cheddar cheese on it and bake it in the oven. Oh, mm. wow. That so, sounds like a heart attack. Yeah, it's, not, <laughs> it's not the healthiest, but it's definitely, it's definitely good. So if you're susceptible to COVID, don't, don't eat that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, enjoy. Hey, go ahead and uh, contact us if you're looking to reach out to us at doorsopenconnect at gmail.com. You can always DM uh, DM us with any questions um, on our IG at doorsopenconnect. Um, And we'll get to them in the upcoming week's episodes. Follow and like us on all of our social media at Doors Open Connect. Um, Facebook is at Doors Open Connect LLC. LinkedIn is at Deshaun Robinson. We got uh, TikTok, Doors Open Connect. Um, If you guys, uh, thank you, first of all, for all of you and all of our supporters for continuing to listen. Um, we're over 1,100 um, ep- uh, downloads now. So please continue to share and, and uh, like and provide any kind of feedback. Um, we greatly appreciate it and all of your support so far. This has been, this has been fun. It's been a great journey. Um, hey, Josh, thanks again for stopping by uh, and providing, providing us with valuable insight and feedback. And as always, thank you, Jared of Divine Digital for allowing us to record. Um, here and uh, for all you've done bringing the Doors Open Connect um, app platform to life. Um, Guys, if you're out there thinking about starting your own app company or need help with uh, graphic design or website design, definitely reach out to Jared at Divine Digital. Um, They do free consultations. You can also uh, revert to one of our podcast episodes where he takes you through the step-by-step process of what it is um, to build an app and, and everything that goes behind it. And we we uh, touch on and talk about our app as well and what 
how he was implementing, him and his team was implemental in bringing it to life. So as always, uh, greatly appreciate it. Jared of Divine Digital. Um, and big shout out again to all of our listeners and supporters. Thank you guys. And until next time, we'll keep the doors open so your deals stay co-host, or stay closing. I'm Deshaun Robinson. This is my co-host, Rick Haas. And until next time, DOC signing out. Episode is brought to you by the Doors Open Connect app platform, available on the Apple App Store to download now. Designed by real estate professionals for real estate professionals looking to leverage your business and take it to the next level with the newest technology available. Doors Open Connect. If you're not sure what we're about, make sure to listen to the first episode ever, and we'll keep the doors open so your deal stay closed.